Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brother Sister Show, a family owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. Uh, this week, we're talking about Livia's pick, Midnight Special. Uh, but before we get into that, what's new? What's popping? How are you doing, Livia? I'm grand. I'm great. Um, yeah. I don't know, was in San Antonio. Well, so are you for Father's Day. That was fun. Shout out to all the fathers. Shout out. I know we didn't even talk about it in last episode, but happy Father's, belated Father's Day to our father. Because we have the oh, same dad. Do we? So do- is, that, is that how that works? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> My dad. Yeah, I don't know. It was a great, it was a great old time. I love being in great old I don't know. I love being in San Antonio. Yeah, it was fun. Had some bevs. Chilling. Got a little drunk, but didn't get that hungover. You know, me neither. Which is always a good time. One day we should do... Well, I don't know if it's a... Mm, I always depend on if we should do this, but like, uh, like a podcast. Maybe we need to pick a movie where we talk about somebody that like goes out drinking. Cause then we, we should do a podcast where we just get like increasingly more drunk, but I don't know if I want that on the internet. Well, what we should do is have like a discord night again. Mm. And then, then, then we get choisted while we watch. I don't know. I don't know. the Stupor. Oh my God. We should do that for, um, When's our, isn't it our like two years coming up? Our two year is coming up. It's like September or August. That would oh, be really fun. I thought fun. it was sooner. We should do that. I'm watch down. Watch Stuber and get wasted. <laughs> the only way you should watch that movie. Was I drunk? I think I was. I don't remember. I was so sober. <laughs> sober as you can be. <laughs> Like I just came out of the womb. That's how sober. I don't know. Mm. So what have you watched? What's <laughs> what's new? Um, what have I watched? I watched a show called Cruel Summer. That was okay. wild. It's on Hulu. It's on FX, but it's like the oh, FX yeah. on Hulu thing. Um, that was fucking wild. I think somebody I I'd watched. Uh, not to brag, um, but I seen the first episode during South by. Oh, yeah. You know, just an exclusive look at the first episode. Humble brag. Um, and I was I wasn't as hooked, though. <laughs> but then I kept seeing it on TikTok. Um, and I was like, well, I guess I'll watch. And I did that perfect thing that happens once in a blue moon where you want you like binge it. And you don't realize like, oh, there's, it's not even all the episodes, but there's only one episode left and the finale is the next day. Oh, and I didn't plan that where I was like, fuck yes. I was so excited. Um, and it was a banger. I don't know if they're going to do another season. It was so good that I don't want them to. I like loved the ending so much. Um, so that's what I watched. Oh, and I also, because I, I don't know, I get in like a mood of watching a bunch of just movies and no shows and then watching a bunch of shows that I've never seen. Um, and so right now I'm watching Boardwalk Empire, but I can feel myself. And I, pro- I think I wanted to watch that because of Midnight Special, because uh, Michael Shannon's in 
this show too but i don't know i mean i like it but i don't know i don't know how i feel about it yet mom and dad really like it and so when i told them about it they were like oh it's such a good show and it is but i just don't know if it's for me really i think you're it's about the prohibition era area (laughs) era and i it just makes me want to watch lawless maybe i need to do that and then i'll like scratch that itch i've never seen like any of the things that you've mentioned i've never seen you've seen lawless have you not no you've not you've never seen lawless before no i have not i can't i've probably i've watched it for enough times for the both of us i've seen that movie so many goddamn times Fair enough. Yeah, I have no. I mean, I, to the point where I don't even know if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I, I love it because Tom Hardy's in it. That's why I've seen it so many times. I, I know nothing about it. Legitimately, anything you mentioned, like I didn't know, is about Prohibition, Peaky Blinders. I know nothing. So. Peaky Blinders. I didn't say that. What did you say? Boardwalk Empire. Did I see Peaky oh. Blinders? No, no. Oh, I just, like I'm going insane. I don't know. They all sound the same. Uh, well, Peaky Blinders, I don't... That's also just not in America. <laughs> that one. Oh. But, okay. I just mentioned a Peaky show. Peaky Blinders I is good. Have you about. seen Peaky Blinders? No, I've, I've never seen any of that. You might anything. like that one. I haven't what seen do you anything. watch? What, okay, what have you seen? What do you watch? Other than a Cinderella story. Uh, No, that was a while ago. Oh, I got a... I actually got a shout out Kayla or... Wallace uh, is on Netflix. Sorry. That's going to be what that's what whenever I win, that's what you're going to watch. I have to redact my statement um, or I guess correct. Kayla has seen all of the Cinderella stories and the first one's her favorite. I mean, just wanted, as it I just want to set the record straight. Did you say that she'd never seen it before? Yeah, I said that I didn't know and that I just assumed that she didn't like it, but. Bad Don't you know you're she supposed to know everything? You have to have a catalog of every <laughs> single movie she's ever seen. Just a Rolodex. No, I, I didn't know, but for those of you listening, Kayla, big Cinderella story fan. Famously loves Cinderella story. Yeah. One, if there's one thing you need to know about Kayla, a Cinderella story is up there. There you go. Anyways. Um what i've been watching uh rick and morty season five episode one they actually put it on youtube i missed the premiere it was uh father's day at night like 11 Mm -hmm. but they put it on youtube which is weird because they've never done that before with rick and morty what isn't it on like i'm sound like an old person adult swim or wait no it's not is that a thing anymore (laughs) is adult swim a thing anymore yeah is it (laughs) It, yeah, of course. What do you okay. mean? It uh-huh. didn't disappear. Uh, I never stay up that late. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Adult Swim. Uh, <laughs> and the other seasons are on Hulu and I, I think Netflix. For sure Hulu. But it takes forever for the seasons to get on the, uh, Hulu. So if you miss it, you miss it for like a couple months. Even like half a year. So <clears throat> watch that. Um my friend put me on working moms. Uh, I started the first season. I haven't gotten 
too much into it. Um, it's one of those, like they for sure filmed it during COVID. Mm. So you can just, you can kind of tell it's not too distracting, but I think the first episode is like, yeah, this is a COVID COVID series or COVID season. And I wonder how, how prevalent that's going to be throughout the stuff that's coming out. I love spotting it. I saw a TikTok <laughs> where this guy's like, one of my favorite pastimes currently is spotting like COVID stuff during shows. And it's also one of my favorites. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially shows that want to hide it. <laughs> that like don't want to address it at all. That's Fucking true. Hilarious. So funny. I'm trying to think of what else I Are watched. you caught up I in This Is Us? Oh, no. <sighs> Did you like two episodes or something? You need to get caught up because you're going to, I mean, I'm trying my best not to spoil this for you, Anthony, but you're going to have a lot of opinions about what happens. So I need you to catch up on it. That's one of those shows like it's really good, but I just forget about it. It's like completely (laughs) forget about it. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those where this is a very specific instance, but I feel like it'll speak to people where you... (laughs) where you have to go on to i don't know your boyfriend's hulu account because that's what is on the like you get off your parents hulu account so you go on to your boyfriend's and then obviously once you do that you lose all of the shows that you watched and so it doesn't Mm. notify you anymore when there's new episodes and so you just forget to watch it it's that kind of situation and that's exactly what happened to me so i didn't even know that it had more episodes and then I finished it because dad was like, you got to watch it. And I did. And I'm glad I did. And Sebastian started watching it now, too. Did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah. He, he, we were talking about it. Uh, now, it's one of those where I watch it with Kayla. And she was really busy with school and uh, work. And then it just kind of got. Uh, we both have more time now, but just kind of forget about it. So you're making a mistake. I think that's all I've I've watched. Not a whole lot. Well, <clears throat> you know what else I watched? Ghost Rider. <laughs> what if it wasn't for a second? Like right after I finished the movie, I was like, "What if he said something totally different?" And I just like watched Ghost Rider for no reason. <laughs> that means that means like you wanted you kind of wanted to watch Ghost Rider. <sighs> I I mean I was curious about it. Like I, I I would definitely dread dreaded dread. Dreaded watching dreaded it. Dreaded watching it. And like I watched it today. That's how much I put it off. Um <laughs> and it was it was as bad as I remember it being. But I mean I will say during like the beginning, I was kind of because I forgot what happens and I was like, well, I'm kind of intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the choices that they did in their casting. So the girl that played Eva, Eva Mendez, I don't know what the last time we saw this movie, but the girl that played time. Eva Mendez, she looked a lot like her. I'll give them that. But the guy that they picked to play Nick Cage, a young Nick Cage, I was like, well, y'all are i'm being real generous here yeah (laughs) but i will say i don't i think i just remember i haven't seen him in a movie and so how he looks now is how i thought like in my brain how he looks in the movie (laughs) but no he looks like he looks good he's a little younger okay yeah so it wasn't as distracting i know (laughs) see in my head i don't know why i think he's like 80 but um 
Yeah, he was a strapping young man. No, he was not young. But it was okay. The the villain was cringy. Um I I I yeah, I don't know. I I I can see how they wanted this to become Oh, it is kind of a franchise, right? Because they did another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that they did another one. Is she in it too? Is it all the same people? Uh, I don't remember if she's in it. Cuz he's definitely in it, right? I mean, yeah, he's ghostwriter. Um Yeah, I don't know. I also didn't know that he it was a go, um, ghost. <laughs> I also didn't know that it was a Marvel comic. So I was like, oh, so the plan, like, just imagine anybody's franchise plan involving Nick Cage. (laughs) Just imagine that. I mean, I would have liked to see that, I think. I still, I'm still holding out hope that he's going to be in uh, Quantumania. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's one of the, one of the dumbest names I've ever heard. Where do you go to (laughs) Ant-Man? That's the only one. What is, what's another one? The Spider-Man one? That's that would be Coming funny. Home. Oh wait, no. Homebound. What is it called? Oh, I don't know. Homecoming. No, that's that's it's that's the first homecoming, one. far from home. No way home, maybe. I don't know. No way home. No way home. Yeah, and though oh, I had another thing I want to talk about, but I've I just forgot. Oh, I had a question. I don't know how much you know about Ghost Rider itself, but the mm-hmm. pointing, what is that about? Is that like a, like, why did he point like that? When he was literally like pointing and it was so dramatic that it would like, it felt like time would stop and the camera would revolve around him when he would point. And he was like, in jail, there was this kid that was there and he said, innocent. And he pointed at this other guy and he said, guilty. No, he didn't say guilty. He said, evil. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they like did it as if, you know, they, they did it in a, a way that you would do like the first time Hulk would say Hulk smash, you know, where it's like, hey, this is a thing that we all know and love. <laughs> I was like, this is strange. Um and it just it made me laugh so much because I was it just it, this movie was obviously made with people that love the comic in mind. And I was just like, OK, like, what's the what's the whole pointing shit? Like, what's the point of that? But oh, Rebel Wilson was in it, too. That was a nice surprise um, for like two seconds. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember that. I, I've been meaning to wa- rewatch it. You um, definitely should. So that's why I was like. You watch it. You do it first. Yeah, you do it first. Then, then I can know like the wrong opinion. So then, when I watch it, I could be like, "Yeah, this." Is- I can't imagine you'll think any higher of it than I will. That's that's childhood right there. I guess. I mean, I kind of want them to do one now because I just want to see a better um, CGI. My brain just like stopped. I was almost at CPR. <laughs> I was like, do not say that. I, I really want <laughs> I just want some goddamn good CPR. <laughs> I want to see the whole like, you know, thing in a really good CGI. I almost did it again. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the whole thing was Because the pointing... it wasn't, it was not that good. When was it made? Oh, a long ass time ago. Like I, maybe 2008. Oh, I would say, yeah, I guess so. I was going to say something earlier, but I don't know, it's not stupid. 
2007. Okay. That wasn't oh, too God. far off. How long was that? 14 years ago? Holy shit. I don't want to do that math. Okay, Whoa, then Mef- I'll give him... Mephisto's them- in that. I didn't know that. Mephisto. Peter Fonda, you know, like the whole... Oh, everyone- he- <laughs> they didn't call him that. <laughs> wasn't it like... Um, I think they... Oh, wait, maybe they did. I don't want to sound I'm, stupid, I'm, but I'm I feel I'm looking at like- the cast right now. And like It says Mephisto? It says Mephisto. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I heard them say Mistopheles, but I think that was just me thinking <laughs> Mr. of cats. Mr. Mistopheles. I swear to God, I thought they said that. If they said Mephisto and I and I just in my brain, I would I just censored it and said Mistopheles instead, then that's scary. I'm kind of scared to watch it again. <laughs> To watch it back just to see what they say. Oh, I think Peter Fonda's dead, isn't he? I think he died this year. Maybe, am I making that up and he's alive? I died 2019. Yeah. That sucks. Rip. Born in, in New York, died in LA. He just made the journey. Cross country. From coast to coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I just want to finish the thought with the pointing thing. I think it's, it. it I think it is to tailor towards the comic book like fans. I I haven't read them, but I know Ghost Rider is like an anti-hero, mm-hmm. similar to like Deadpool. And it was so. I, maybe I'm. Just, I think I'm just being too critical of it, or maybe I should be. I don't know. Well, for one. He's not, he, I, I feel like he should have been a funnier character and he wasn't. I mean, he was kind of funny. There was one part that made me laugh a lot, but I forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> but I think um, the ending was just so anticlimactic. Like he beat that, the villain of the whole movie, he beat him so fast that I was like, why, why was he even a thing you know why how was he even scary you know yeah and then the whole like the end was basically Mistopheles which is what I'm gonna call him god if they said Mephisto I I truly believed that they said Mistopheles I think I'm going insane but anyways um Mistopheles at the end he came and he was like well I'm gonna take your soul now so give it here and then the the entire thing, like the reason that he didn't is because Nick Cage was like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, what? That, you have a soul. That's not how this works, is it? Like, d- can't you just take it? And he was like, no, no, no. No, please, <laughs> please give it back. And he was like, but I like asked you really nicely. So can you just like give it back but like and then he was like i don't know that just felt so stupid to me and then the whole time evan mendez was like standing behind him and i I thought like aren't you like you can literally take people's souls can't you just like kill her with like a snap of your fingers (laughs) well i don't know i i don't know i gotta rewatch it the thing i love about that movie is like the build-up to that ending fight when it's like in the it's like the all lamest the, fight in, I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I don't oh, care sorry. what the fight, but like the the lead up into the fight, where he's like going into that like like town. It's all smoky, kind of like a swamp. I don't really remember. But I just like as a, as a kid, I was like, "Damn, this is gonna be awesome!" 
like the, the build up to that you see it now. <laughs> yeah um there was another thing too i think there's two more things well one he said the villain whenever he got people's souls or whatever i don't know what happened but he said we are legion or he is legion or something and isn't there a movie called legion like is that related or no there's one with what's his face who is isn't he the guy that plays um not thanos what the fuck is his name jarvis but what's his like name name Vision? I don't know anybody's name. Yeah, Vision. <laughs> I, I I feel I never feel as old as I do whenever I start talking about fucking superhero movies. <laughs> I, I, I'm like calling them Mistopheles and fucking <laughs> Jarvis. There's there's a Legion. Is he show? in it or am I making? No, there's a movie. Oh, okay. Like, is that tied at all? Oh, that is him. That is a. Uh, I like Paul that. Bettany. That movie's good. Paul Bettany. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I remember seeing the trailers for it. It's pretty good. I think you'd like it. Another, okay, last thing, and then I'll stop talking about it. But another thing is that the guy that always voices fucking truck commercials was in this movie. <laughs> What's his name? He was in. Um, a star is born. <laughs> I don't know anybody's fucking name, but he was in it. Born. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know Wes who Bentley. it is. No, that's oh, the Sam Elliott. Yes. The, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so the funniest shit to me. Maybe this is when I laughed, but like, so he was like the whole, the, not one, one of the twists or one of the like things was that he was a ghostwriter too, but he was on a fucking horse. Yeah, he was an and then old... he, he like turned into the ghostwriter to just ride with Nick Cage to, for, for this final battle. He like took him there basically. And, and then, well, I think he had to do it within a certain amount of time. So that's why, but then they got there and he like, you know, transformed back into his like human form. And he was like, well, now I only had one more in me. And that was the one <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you didn't fucking wait for him to like go into the fight. You were like, oh, and he didn't even let him ride on the horse. Like he rode on his own motorcycle. So he had his own ride, but he was like, well, now I'll that you have to fight to the death, I gotta I'll, go. I'll be your escort. And then I can't, I can't do anything else for your son. Uh, that's what I liked. I think I remember because you saying that he like rode with him, the old older Ghost Rider. I remember thinking like, yeah, this is cool. I know it, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I was like, oh, this must have been such a cool moment in theaters. And then they stop, and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, like you could have said that. Like, oh, just not transform back and like helped him fight. You have to ride your horse there. Like you, you're one of those annoying people that's like, well, I'd like to, I only want to drive myself. I can't, I don't like to be a passenger because I get motion sick. Like, fuck off. Just fucking sit on the bike. (sighs) Okay. That was it. (laughs) Well, fun. I'm I'm glad you watched it. I got to watch it again. It was, it was a good time. Um, but now let's try to see who will be, um, repenting next week (laughs) for their (laughs) sins, for not knowing. 
how to connect to actors. So we're going to play, we're doing it a little differently this time. We're going to do the family tree game right now. That's the big change. And the second big change is that we're just going to pull an actor or actress. Just, just think of a random actor and then try to connect the two. Do you have yours, Anthony? Did you write them down? I, I just wrote their name down right now. What are we going to do in case we like, if in the case that we write the same person, then we go to discord and we just go know. to the street tiebreaker. I don't or, think or, so. I think we just, maybe pick, not. we just do maybe. it again and we just, neither of us can pick that person. Or maybe we just go to discord and have them pick someone and they'll be the second person. Ooh. Yeah, Perfect. We'll Cause I'm, I hope we didn't pick the same person, but I'm kind of scared that we did. Wait, now I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Do you want to go okay. first? Yeah, I picked Paul Bettany. Okay, never mind. I picked Nick Cage. Oh, uh, no, I wouldn't pick Nick Cage. All right. Okay. Paul Bettany. Um, Nick Cage, let's do it. Okay, after some deliberation. Um, I, I came up with one. I was a little scared. Uh, hopefully it's right. We might have to double check. Okay. But I'll go first. Nicolas Cage is infamous for being in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, God. Now, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But I'm pretty sure Alfred Molina is in that movie. He is the enemy. He's the villain. Right? Correct. Please? Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Yeah, because he... Yeah, he gets he's he's the one in the in the actual no like, explanation needed. Just keep going. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. That was me. I'm sorry. He's also the villain in Spider Man Two. Is there a subtitle? No, it's Spider Man Two. Just <clears throat> two. Uh, and then okay, so then you know here's, I was gonna go you know because he's gonna be in the new Spider Man, and then you could just automatically connect it. But producer Kayla said no. Producer and Kayla fuck said you no. For trying. So I have to make a stretch. I Stanley created Spider Man. I hope that he's in the second one. Is Stanley in Spider Man two? I'd say that's a safe assumption. Yeah, because I was I was trying to think like which actor crosses between old Spider Man and. The MCU, because then it's all like it's all. Yeah, he's all he's gravy. actually the second on the oh, cast really? list. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Stanley is in Avengers Endgame uh, with Paul Bettany. So that is one, two, three degrees. Ooh, I think we have a tie. Close. Okay, what what do you got? <clears throat> all right, Nicholas Cage is in Ghost Rider. With Ava Mendez. That's one. Ava Mendez is in A Place Beyond the Pines with Bradley Cooper. That's two. Okay. You can check that if you want, but it's correct. No, it's fine. Go for it. Bradley Cooper is in Avengers Endgame with Paul Bettany. That's three. So we went the Endgame route. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, I knew... 
I just knew I needed to connect him with somebody in event. There's so many goddamn people in that movie. I probably could have done it with less. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, so I would ask discord, uh, but we, someone actually responded, uh, Gabby, shout out Gabby. She responded after she said, cat Dennings. Oh, that's so a good one. How old is cat Dennings? That's oh, a tiebreaker. No. Okay. I'm scared. Cat Dennings. She's in WandaVision, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I have the right person. <laughs> Crosses out 71. <laughs> okay. Cat Dennings. Cat oh, Dennings. Damn it. Definitely not 71 oh, or even close fuck. to it. I already have my written down. I just kind of, for these, I feel like you just, just got to fully send it. Uh, no regrets. Okay. All right. Um, I said 27. Oh, I almost said that. I said 31. 31? Okay, let's see how That's old That's not that much older here. than yours. Fuck you. Oh. How old? Oh. I was going to say guess, but you already did. <laughs> 31. She's 35. She does not look 35. She looks very, very she young. She looks very young. Good on Kat Hmm. I will say, actually, <laughs> I think I was going to pick Lawless, but no, I'm going to say that you have to watch. Let me, let me find the correct full title for this, for this moment. Oh, it's just okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It, okay. So you're going to watch another Cinderella story <laughs> with Selena Gomez, Drew Seeley, and Jane Lynch. Uh, okay. Sad. And I promise I will not. Well, maybe. No, I, I won't make you watch the third one, but you definitely have to watch this one because it is very funny. If you want to have a night where you and your friends just get like kind of tipsy and make fun of a movie, then that's a perfect one. Cool. This one's well, got songs and dances and you'll like it. I don't know if I will, but we'll see. What is it on? <laughs> I think it's on HBO Max. Cool. All right. Well, I'll watch that. Cool. That was a close one. That was a close one. We'll see you guys after the break. A father and son go on the run, pursued by the government and a cult drawn to the child's special powers in Midnight Special. Directed and written by Jeff Nichols, starring Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, and Kirsten Dunst. Critics gave it a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 76% or 76 on Metacritic. I used to put the percentage, but then I went on the website and it didn't it didn't have any, so I mean it's it's a it's a percentage. Why not? I don't know. Um, I forgot to do, you know, this came out on this day and other stuff came out, so apologies, but there you go. I don't think anyone is expecting it. 
Oh. We'll just make something up. It came out. <laughs> it came out. Um, Same day Ghost Rider did, actually. Wild. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I had already seen this movie before, and I, I assumed that you had seen it as well. But I learned, unless I learned on the last episode and I just forgot, but I learned this weekend that you had never seen it before. So the first thing I want to talk about is what you think, because I love it. You you curious. did learn on on the episode. Okay, <laughs> I completely uh, forgot then. <laughs> uh, I liked it. Uh, it wasn't. I'm like a, like a huge fan. It was good. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you would like really love it. The I really like the concept. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting, and and like I like how they added the like the cult part of it. I feel like just the government being after the kid would have been interesting on its own. But the fact that he was, I don't know. And, and the fact that it, maybe after this discussion, I'll like it a little bit more, but you don't really learn why it is that the cult leader, I mean, you can kind of assume that it's because of his powers, but you don't really learn why he was his father figure. Like you could still be uh, in the cult and and still have your own dad. And it's just a little weird. Exactly. Okay. Yes. This is why I love this movie so much is because it feels, well, first of all, it just drops you into the fucking thing where you're like, what is happening? And I love those kind of movies. Another thing is that I feel like what it does is it doesn't tell you like, say if the, if the story this timeline is pretty linear but they don't tell you like point a to point b and then point c they tell you point a and then they'll like go to point b but they'll still like they'll like miss some stuff in the middle they don't basically basically they don't explain every single thing to you like every single beat you know where a movie some movies will say like so because what they did is they for that for that example they said to the cult leader so you're the adoptive dad, right? Like the guy that has him right now is his biological father, but you adopted him. And he was like, yeah. And that was it. Like you can kind of assume, you can make your own assumptions as to what, like how they got from point A to point B, but instead of drawing that out for you and wasting all that time, they kind of just like trust the audience to put those things together. Because at least for me, I feel like these characters were so built out and so grounded and he, you know, and the actors and the director knew exactly who they were that you can kind of just assume you can assume and you'd probably be right about what happened. Right. So like this kid was born and they found out something was special about him and the cult leader, because I mean, cult leaders are famously known for being fucking controlling and wanting to be a part of everything that's special and thinking that they're special. So because this kid because he, he's groomed this whole entire congregation to believe that he is of importance. But this kid, the most special child out there, the one that they think is, you know, knows when the world's going to end, the one that has all these special abilities didn't physically come from him. And I can just imagine how much that bothered him that two people 
unassuming. They didn't seem like they were like high up in the ranks of it just seemed like it was two random people. Yeah. They just had this special kid and it wasn't his. And so he took it from them. Like yeah. just all of that. They didn't have to tell me that. I just I just knew that's exactly what happened. Yeah, which is really interesting. Just I, I hate cults. <laughs> I do. And it's wild. And I think I just I, I honestly forgot about the cult angle. Like I didn't why I didn't tell you to watch this movie because you don't like cults. Like I just totally forgot about that part of it. But it is wild because it gives you that's another thing, too, is I just love when movies trust their audience and like operate as if their audience is smart. Right. Where it assumes it makes this really big assumption that not only do you know about cults, but you know how they operate. Like, you know, that the guy is a fucking control freak. It's always Mm going to be a guy. Right. It's always the guy that is the head of everything. And then you also know that he has like that he has his hooks in everybody and how that makes it even more special. The fact that this father and who this guy, which I don't know if they even explain who he is to them, but it makes it even more special that these two people have decided to steal, like to like kidnap him basically. Yeah. Because they broke from that very hard to break illusion that a cult gives you. Yeah, and it, it's it's scary that the cult had that much power because they're the ones who I'm sure the government helped. Yeah, uh, but the cult was like ones feeding the news with this like these lies, mm-hmm. you know that he's like that he was kidnapped and that I don't know. It was just so scary to me that that could happen even without the government's influence. Potentially, the the a cult could just be like, yeah, this, this person's bad. So we're just going to tell the entire uh, country that this person is uh, just because they did something to me. Exactly. And the manipulative part of adopting that kid, because you could have, because there's been cults, right? Where they just, they take a special liking to a specific person and they kind of take some weird ownership over them. But to bring the law into it, which is exactly what adoption is, is that that's how he can basically, that's how the government is going after him in the first place is because he's technically kidnapping. Mm -hmm. And so the cult, like, I don't know. It's so strange that he is manipulating. The leader is manipulating every single part of this, um, around this kid. So like somebody that's supposed to protect him, which is, you know, the, the police is not, it is not it's not working in his favor at all because the cult is controlling that. And I think when he when they first came to like arrest him or they came to question the cult members, didn't he like know him? He was like, hey, and he like told, said his name. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which is scary. troubling. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what their whole goal was. Like, so they kill the, the real dad, um, Tom and Lucas, get the kid back. Then what? Like, I don't know what his end goal was to just keep him there. Well, they thought that the world was ending. So the day that the kid, because the kid knew that day was special and he knew something was going to happen. But I think he knew he needed to go somewhere. He knew he needed to be at that field. 
Um, but the kid or but the cult members or the leaders, they thought the world was going to end, but they thought that Alton was the, the key to, I think, their salvation or something. That's right. I remember when that. it was even it had nothing. I think that's the thing is that they made it all about them and it had nothing to do with them. <laughs> it had everything to do with Alton. Yeah. Nothing to do with them. Dang. Wild. And it just, it made me so sad too, because we, so the reason that the cult members had such like an obsession with him is because he, he basically had these like lights in his eyes that he could beam to them. And I think they could just see the future. They could see something. I don't know if they explained exactly what it is. Yeah, no. Or maybe that utopia that he went to at the end, they saw that a glimpse into that. And then we see it happen. I think once to this guy <clears throat> that they thought was going to help him, but then he was like, I, I, he like had to see it again. He said, or something, <laughs> but after that happened, he like, we see how much it took out of that kid. Like he was exhausted after that one time. So I can't even imagine. Cause I think they just did that constantly. Right. Like, I, I'm sure they just flaunted him around to just, because I just I know that showing that around would add more people to that congregation. Exactly. So he, was, I, I he think, looks so tired. I think the uh, the one thing I I hadn't seen this movie obviously, but the one thing I th- I think I remember seeing was the the poster and then the still of when that kid when that guy's on the bed and staring at him it's just yeah. so funny <clears throat> yeah very weird out of context i love doing i love looking back at those like mm-hmm. especially when i make the stuff for um like for social media i like to look at the stills and i'm like man i was seeing this out of context <laughs> is so strange um but i want to talk about so the only notes that i took from this movie is i knew yeah. a little bit about how like what inspired this movie um, but I want to talk about that right now. So basically the writer and director, Jeff Nichols, was inspired to make Midnight Special um, after his one-year-old son had a sudden febrile seizure. He said, quote, it was very, it was a very scary moment for my wife and I. I rushed him to the hospital and I was afraid he was dying. Um, so his son recovered. He's fine. But it made him realize that anything could happen to his kid and he had no control over that. So. I love, I wanted to look more into this to see if he like explained exactly like how he got from that to the movie, but I kind of like not knowing, like I kind of like making those connections myself, especially because I I realized when I was doing research for this movie and I I'm starting to like want, I'm starting to ask myself the question of why I like a movie rather than just being like, Oh, I just like it just because like I'm asking myself, why do you like this? And trying to, dissect why certain movies appeal to me. And so I think it's because this movie can be boiled down to just one broad theme or idea. Um, And so for this movie, for me, it feels like a movie about specifically a father's love, um, but to be more general, a parent's love. Um, And another reason I love this movie is because it shows something that before that before I thought was totally intangible, like something that I couldn't picture. I couldn't see. I mean, I couldn't like visualize in my head. Obviously I felt it from my own parents, but it's something that like, like from a parent to a child, basically, you know, I felt the other way around, but I've never, I've obviously never had a kid before. 
Um, so I never <clears throat> knew what it felt like other than when people told me. And people do always tell you, I don't know if you hear this a lot as much as I do, but people always say about how much your idea or even capacity for love changes when you have a kid. And I don't really think I fully understood that until I watched this movie. Yeah. Because it shows you, I mean, I think he took that, that idea, that very specific event and idea and made into something really beautiful where I think it perfectly portrays that feeling that he had for his kid, where he's like the, that terrifying thing that you don't know what's going to happen. Like you have no control over your kid at all. You have no idea what's going to happen to them in their life. Um, and it's why for us, like, I think the thing we constantly say is sh like to show, not tell why it's such a big deal for me because movies have taught me so many intangible ideas that I didn't know until I watched this movie where I was like, Oh yeah, like I've learned everything that I know from movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just through amazing storytelling. So like, because I watched inside, for example, um, I know more about my own depression. I know more about, I can visualize, but I can also explain more about, you know, what funny feeling means to me. Um, because I watched, Kramer versus Kramer. I know what people mean when they say that somebody went through a quote, brutal divorce. I never really understood what that meant <laughs> until I watched that movie. And even on a certain level, and I'm being completely serious when I say this, because I watched Osmosis Jones, I know why it's important to get vaccinated and what I know it's a fucking cartoon and it's Bill Murray's body, but it still shows you like it, it shows you in a gross, grotesque way why it's important to take care of your body and why vaccinations are a huge part of that. And I never know what to say when people ask me why I love to watch movies, but I think this is exactly why, because it just teaches me how to be a better, how to be a person, but how to also be a better person, how to understand other people, like something like empathy. That's really hard for me. This is such a big element of that. That's why I love this movie because I don't even, I mean, the sci-fi stuff is obviously very cool, very well done. <clears throat> like the whole scene. I, I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes for how they did the gas station scene. Oh but no. That is wild. And that stuff is cool. All of that's cool. But the thing that I always remember, the one thing I always remember from this movie is the conversation that um, Alton has with Tom was the dad's name that Tom has yeah. with Alton where he, when they're about to go to that field, they're about to go like do the, the like the final, I think it's the, the last act of the movie. And he says, he tells the kid tells his dad, he doesn't have to worry about him anymore, but he's like, well, I like worrying about you. Um, and he tells him again, like, you don't have to worry about me. And he said, what did he say? He said, I, it's like either it's, it's my job or you'll, I'll never stop worrying. About yeah, you yeah, exactly. Like that. And that's what he exactly what he says. I'll never stop worrying about you. And I think that's just like, <laughs> that's just a kid or that's a parent's job. And I mean, yeah. obviously this kid is young, so it's easy to worry about him, but I feel like that's constantly, I can now see why parents can kind of like what the reason behind stuff that they do is because they are just constantly worried, <laughs> but they, that's the, that's part of the job is that. I don't know. I, I love that line. That's one of my favorite lines ever is I like worrying about you. <laughs> yeah. Such a good, and yeah. that they have such a good, 
dynamic. And uh, when he's like uh, speaking Spanish, he's like, oh, yeah, that's what he does. He just. Does oh, that. yeah. He's just so used to it. Yeah. And it, it made me so sad, though, because you can see those little and like what we said before, those little intricacies of um, them being very close. But you can tell that they had to do that like they had to build that relationship in private and they have these little moments of understanding because that the cult leader, I, well, I, I feel like his father, like his fatherhood was just for show. Oh, and for sure. so I really like that. Elton, like he has, he has, it feels like he has like no other thought about that man. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, that's not my dad. That's not my yeah, parent. He knows. Oh, which is good for him. I'm sure, I'm sure it must've been a confusing time. What, like when it was all happening, but he figured it out. He's a very smart kid. I also just love um, Adam Driver in this movie. I think he's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> especially when he starts interacting with Elton. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, it's impressive <laughs> with the whole uh, camera trick that he does oh, when he yeah. unlocks the door or the, the camera. Or not camera, the car door by himself. He's just oh, like, yeah. he's like, because he's on the right. phone, but he's like looking at his key, like, we. <laughs> I also like it when he comes back at the end and that guy's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. I also wonder who, do they explain Lucas at all? That's not, is that his brother? No, no, they, they do explain it. It's funny because I feel like a lot a lot of the time, like I'll just because exp- I just remember the tiniest details. Yeah, and I never remember any of them. <laughs> uh, so it was <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I remember this. It was when <clears throat> uh, Tom had told his I guess his ex-wife uh, to Aww. tell Lucas to bring the thing around. They had a conversation. You find out that Lucas was really close uh, as kids with Tom. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he shows up. Well, yeah, well, he, Tom moved to the ranch and then, and then he just showed up and then he did the whole, he showed him. Yeah. I, I he's totally like, I'm on board. That. Yeah. I'm on board. And another thing is that this, this movie takes place in Texas. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was cool. I was like San Angelo. Oh, at the end, at the very end, when Lucas is like, when can we go back to Texas? Or can we go back to Texas now? It's funny. It was it was a good, I will say I did like how we learn all the things about the characters, you know, like. As you go. Yeah, you find out um, that Lucas is a state trooper. You know, that's how he handled that situation so well. And why we so distraught. Yeah, that he had to shoot him, or Tom basically made him shoot him. Yeah, and I also, I I, I don't know. I think people there's this. Oh God, I'm gonna sound. I feel like I'm gonna sound very annoying right now, but I feel like there's a culture now within movies of over explaining, but. And I understand why people do it, right? They want people to. Oh, there was this really good advice that um my friend Avital heard from like she got it from like some class or something where you you want to you don't want to have confusion but you want to have mystery like there's mm-hmm. a big difference between the two and i feel like this movie does it perfectly where 
you know you know instantly who the characters are like who they are in this landscape you don't know exactly i mean i don't even fucking know their names and i don't know their background but you know i don't know you just know who they are and then they give you like more background into it where you know he's a biological father they were friends like he's a state trooper like they give the you give these or you get these like little tidbits of their lives, but it's not really like you don't really need to know that when you're doing rich storytelling, especially if you have characters that feel so real. That's true. And that's why like this cast is amazing. That's the first thing I told you, I think, when I was like, oh, this cast is great. So I can't it's one of those movies I can't believe people haven't heard about when I hear that they've never seen it. Cause I'm like, how do you not even like Kirsten Dunst is in it? How do you not know this movie, you know? Adam Driver, everybody fucking loves him. Nobody talks about this movie. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I just, people, you just don't need to, you don't need to do all that. You know, you don't need to have prequels to explain why a character got to a certain <laughs> point. You know, that's not really needed, especially if you have such good actors that you trust within these roles. Um, what's something else I can talk about? Oh, well, my last note, and I, I wanted to get your take on this, but um, I titled it For the Love of God, Let Jeff Nichols Direct a Superhero Movie. Um, so because I, I want to fight against making these, but like it, it, it's a losing fight every time. So if you're going to keep doing them, then get the right people to do them. So I said that Jeff is doing what the other girls can't. He's making a superhero movie without all the fuss. Because this movie, it, that's what it feels like to me. Um, but after watching this movie, I'm convinced that there's no other way to make a superhero movie that makes you feel the same wonder and whimsy as this one does. Um, and I think it's because of that mystery element, because it's really it's basically impossible to make a movie like this under the Marvel and DC brand. Um, because these characters, you know them already. There is no mystery of who they are or the fact that it even is a sci-fi movie. Um, and the way that this movie is grounded is is just so masterful from start to finish because they've created a world that is so believable. I mean, it's fucking Texas, but like for somebody that lives in Texas to be like, yeah, that's I could I could see how I could probably drive down the road and find a similar place, you know. And I I don't know. It just it feels so fucking real but the big the big thing i want to go back to though is the whole whimsy part of it because the only time maybe this is somebody from the outside and that's why i want your take on it but like the only time i ever get like so like excited or like i said feel that whimsy or that um i don't know that just air that you get whenever you leave the theater knowing that you've seen something special is when something is a surprise and it feels like nothing is a surprise with these movies anymore like the last thing I, the last time I can think of, and I, I've later learned that people were like, yeah, that was pretty obvious. I can't believe you didn't know that. But in, in the last Batman movie in the trilogy, when you find out that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin, I had no fucking clue. And that was so exciting to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a similar. Uh, and that was such a good reaction. experience of like, I know and you, that's an example, a good example of you can still do that. Where I wish that instead of showing us or telling us that you're going to like laying out the next five fucking years of movies that Marvel does every year, just like just build to it. You know, like, why do you have to constantly tell us what you're doing? That's great that you want to bring in the Fantastic Four. But like, why can't we have a movie 
that's fully branded as something else and then bring in the Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they had an opportunity to do that with uh, WandaVision. And and they fumbled it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I, I could see a movie like Midnight Special doing really, really well with the mutants in in Marvel because it's not they're not uh like officially in the MCU so i feel like a good like a, a movie like this would do well especially because people have been talking about the introduction of mutants like like Wolverine you know like X-Men but it feels like people need really to good. know it feels like they like are like well we need to tell people before we do it and yeah. I, I never understood that like why can't you do and another thing of like maybe i just didn't know but watching prometheus have you seen prometheus before yeah i talked watching about it last that did you oh yeah you did that's probably why i thought of it but watching that for the first time i had no fucking clue that it had anything to do with alien right and that was so i was like holy shit like and maybe that was just me but that was so exciting to me to be like oh i didn't even like i came into a movie and it's a good movie by itself and to come into a movie having one expectation and then it being something completely different like you know that you saw that underwater movie recently too right yeah can you imagine if you saw that and then towards the end it just like revealed that it was actually godzilla or like an Aquaman. Yeah. Something. And it was, and you didn't even know it was tied to that movie going in. That'd be that pretty would cool. be so cool. Well, let's do it. This is our or pitch. like for this movie. I mean, maybe it'd be too cheesy and people wouldn't like it or they'd like roll their eyes or maybe pretentious people like me would roll their eyes. But like at the end of this, instead of just a world that nobody knows what if it was like fucking where, whatever, wherever the hell Thor lives, that place. But it wasn't uh, like obvious. He wasn't like standing at the fucking door welcoming him in, but it was like recognizable, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I could. I mean, uh, I was getting like kind of Superman vibes from this movie. Same. That I would think- be a good <laughs> like introduction. Uh, if Man of Steel didn't exist, uh, I love Man of Steel. So don't even- maybe there's a way to tie it in because isn't. Um- Michael Shannon's in both. Yeah, that's, I, I really like the ending too because it's funny because he. Oh yeah, I forgot about his that. His eyes too. lit up in both of those movies. He wasn't trying to kill anyone, but. There you go. I forgot about that. So, what do you think that means? I mean, obviously, it means it also made me think of that theory that people have that um, there the thing called like Skinwalkers that conspiracy. Or maybe it's, I, I think what that's what it is. is, where it's basically like aliens do or are on, like they exist, but uh, they're also on Earth and they live among us, that kind of thing. I'm assuming that's what that's about. Uh, I don't know, because the thing I thought is like, how did Alton get his abilities? It had to have been hereditary, I feel like. So it makes yeah. sense that maybe his dad is is whatever he is similar and it just took that long to activate him or whatever. I don't know. Or maybe he just maybe he just saw his kid. I mean, if we're I don't think so. I think it has to do with him. Or maybe that's how the kid communicates is what you mean. 
Yeah, something like that. Or maybe he's visiting. I mean, if we're going into the whole like parent aspect of it, for one, it could be, I think it could be one of those two, which are both exciting to me where it's either he passed it down and maybe, you know how parents are always saying like, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better. Mm -hmm. Like it's that kind of thing where. Oh, like he, he can't go there. Or he either can or he doesn't want to. Because of his wife, or I don't know if they're married, but because of her, or yeah, I don't know. It could be that, like maybe he didn't go, I don't know. Or it could be the other aspect where it's he still, the ties, their bond is so strong that he's can, he like, it's not like he's gone forever. They can still, um, I like that. They still that communicate with each other. That fits better with, I think, the overall message of the movie, like you were talking about. That, like, he's still with him, and he still will be. I think so, yeah. He still lights up his eyes. Well, and especially if we're talking about, like, the inspiration of it. Where that soothes him, maybe, where he can't control what happens to him, but the one thing that... You know, you can't, you can take the kid away, but you can't take that bond that they have away. That's true. I like that. Yeah, you're right. I do like that. That's a good note to end the movie on. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Did it change your mind? Uh, I like this movie a little bit better. It's definitely Mm -hmm. like a, a good, uh, like this is like a, a movie I feel like if I went to film school, this is one that I would want to study in, in class. I guess yeah. it's a it's a it's a movie. Some movies. It's, it's not cinema. confusing. I think it's like it's like St. Maud, I think, where it's not confusing. Like you kind of understand what it's about, um, but it's still fun to watch and it's still very engaging. Yeah, yeah. I think engaging is is a perfect word. Kept kept me thinking the entire time and and it was such a complete story that even though it ended kind of open-ended like i don't want any more from it like i think oh, it's yeah. perfect the way it is i don't want to know how they built that that those towers and shit those greenhouse things in I fact i don't want to see them ever again <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys thanks <laughs>